What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the One Deeper Podcast. This week is another installation of a industry series. Well, it's been a while since I've done this, but anyway, the aim of this series essentially is to talk to people who are doing AI, data science stuff, out in industry, building things, making people's lives better. I don't mean to imply that my academic colleagues are making people's lives better. I'm just saying, people out there <laughs> building stuff. <laughs> anyway, so Achalanka is uh, the founder, uh, co-founder of Sac Analytics, and he's been in the healthcare optimization, healthcare, uh, you know, like hospitals optimization space for a long time. And he's a big part of the reason why I got involved in got involved in AI and started studying this space. So, in this conversation, we talk about the challenges and the opportunities in the healthcare space in helping hospitals be better using their data and AI and all sorts of other stuff. Um, so please enjoy this conversation with Ajalanka Talavi. Sounds good. Yo, man. Yeah, it's been a while. Wait, when was the last time we spoke? It must must be at least like several years, at least. It's been, I think, about two years, right? It's crazy. Dude, way more than that. Way more than that. Like definitely oh. more than that. Because like it's been at least three years. Because I know I've been here for like, no, at least three years. But um, it's that's right. You set the program. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you still in Norway? <laughs> Netherlands. Netherlands. Okay. Yeah, yeah, but close enough. <laughs> Man, um, anyway, I want to talk to you about like, man, so many things I want to talk to you about. But like, first of all, um, like you're big, like you should know you're a big part of the reason I'm here right now. So, I mean, like that's what I told you over my message on, on LinkedIn. But like, honestly, like, do you remember the first time we met at, uh, at, at, at Advantage? Yes. I'm very proud of how much you've done, man. That's crazy. Thanks. Just from that little bit of interaction, you've kind of changed your entire trajectory. It's amazing. <laughs> you have you have no idea how many times I mentioned this story. I tell this story to people. Like I, I like I must tell this story to people at least at least once every two weeks, or at least once a week. Like because people keep like because people keep asking me like, man, how did you how did you end up here? And like yeah. I have to tell the story. I have right. to tell the story about how I met you, and you wanted to buy and you wanted to get something done from the company I was working at. And then you were doing this all this data science stuff, and I was like, okay, let me go hang out with these guys and see what they're up to, and uh, sort of send me on this whole other trajectory that uh, that I'm really yeah. About right now. Oh, it's amazing! I'm so proud of you, man. Seriously. Thanks, now I'm just I'm curious. Like, I'm curious as to like uh, what you've been up to. So like, okay, so what's been going on? Like, if, like, give me like a like a too long didn't read of this uh, of, of of what you've been up to. Um, I think, uh, oh my God, sorry, Dish. Um, <clears throat> so I think where we left off last, we were in Sri Lanka and, um, we're trying to figure out, um, how to kick off the predictive analytics space within Sri Lanka. So yeah, I think yeah. the learning that came from that was, I think it was a bit too early, uh, for, for Sri Lanka. I think <clears throat> the baseline foundation infrastructure needed for more advanced analytics was just beginning to come up. Right. And um, I mean, we were working with some of the bigger um, 
companies there, but even still, those companies didn't have the um, very you know good source data for us to work with, and yeah. they were more uh, on the path of you know let me look at retrospective and uh, real time data as much as possible to make decisions. So we ended up working with that. But I mean, we, like, dude, the, like, you know. Man, I remember, like, I remember, I remember, like, I went to a, I went to a meeting with you guys, uh, at uh, at uh, what was the hospital? I, I think it was at, um, like, it was some, it's, uh, it was somewhere near Katnaika, but like not 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 Katnaika, but like close by to uh, Pilla, Pali Gona. Um, Hemas, Hemas, Hemas. I went to Hemas, right? And like, I like so looking looking back now, like, so I've been around like companies here, right? Right. And and like data science like consultants here and like right. the kind of mindset and like the preparation they have already to take advantage of a lot of the AI data science stuff is like it's unbelievable. Like it's yeah, like it's actually quite 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 impressive how they are ready to mm. just like straight up like just plug in like a large language model. Like it's it's all it's all the stuff is already like well maintained, curated, yeah. clean. It's pretty impressive. That's amazing. As, as opposed to like you know, when you're back home, it was a it was a bit bit uh, bit hectic. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> it was tough. And I think ultimately, what we realized was like it it, it wasn't good for us to stay within that market. Um, so we stopped, you know, working within the yeah. Wait, let me, let's take a step back. So why did you how how did you end up in this uh, healthcare AI? space anyway like I, I i feel like i maybe like i never really asked you about this i just sort of like assume i just sort of just like went along with that. i was like yeah he's definitely into this <laughs> but like how like, you had a you have a background in working in hospitals to begin with right that was your, where you started yeah i think um we first started off with the bi the idea of just business intelligence yeah, yeah. and how do you provide that in a meaningful way um, to hospital, to, to healthcare in general, and yeah. we've extrapolated health, like expanded healthcare definition to include pharmaceuticals as well, yeah. um, as well as hospitals. Um, so we know that there was a lot of data out there, but it wasn't told in a way that it um, cu- it wasn't curated in a way that tells a story, and especially not one that matches the decision making process of each role within the organization. So that's the first opportunity that we saw. Um, so that's how we started in, in Sri Lanka because, you know, I knew having done uh, a bit of consulting work there at that time that they were not using analytics in a way that is meaningful. Yeah. Uh, so we got into that space, you know, through that insight, I think. Um, how can we make it more efficient um, by taking, you know, utilizing the data that they already had, but mm-hmm. doing, doing it in a way that makes more um more sense to each role but from there i think the opportunity that i saw was there's a great resource within sri lanka which is that the technical capability of the people uh, the right people are you know is amazing right i mean up to like you know world-class standards certain people right very specific people and i think the opportunity wasn't there to really extract that potential specifically at that time. Um, so I wanted to be able to say that I've worked on this thing called AI, right? Mm. And at least been part of the journey, um, taking advantage of the resources that are there within Sri Lanka. Um, so, so that happened. We started with some um, 
did you so forth. Sorry, sorry, sorry to interrupt, but just like just yeah. thought, did you look at, did you uh, talk to or like approach businesses outside of the medical domain or did you just stick to mostly the medical people? Like we the, actually the, looked at uh, healthcare and, and finance at that time. Okay. Um, and even then, predictive analytics and AI was not talked about. Yeah, because before, because I remember when I was at Midas, right? Uh, uh, so they were, so I, I was at, uh, I'm not sure if you know Midas, but like they, they were a big manufacturing, they're a big manufacturing company. They make uh, safety equipment, like hard hats, gloves, like, you know, industrial safety gear that people use in factories all over the world. Right. And we were like, uh, so I was on the, I was on the IT team and, there was a lot of work being done with SAP. So like SAP was coming in and like helping to build all these like uh, more structured ways of maintaining your data, like doing all this, like uh, like not still nothing really like predictive, right. still just trying to make sure help the executives get a better view. Like you said, this is just straight up business intelligence stuff, right? right? Try to get a better view of like what the hell is actually going on in this company. And uh, trying to put all like the right points of data collection and the right points of access, so that everyone has any idea right. of what's happening. But yeah, I was just curious if you had uh, looked at any any other place. But yeah, yeah, we did, and I think I would say it was um, very similar across the board. The people are starting starting to hear this word called AI, but not really applying it, and definitely didn't have the data sources ready in a structured way yeah. to, to yeah. really take advantage of it. So. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but but I mean, there were certain people, you know, that, that were there that really surprised me, and that's when I learned the technical capability of Sri Lanka for certain people, and I wanted to kind of utilize that to build something of my own within the space. Um, so we we dug into the you know this area. We we wanted to apply for the clients we were working at the moment, um, and we applied it for like forecasting. Right? So it was a very basic model that we've created, uh, be able to predict. Um, what the future demand would be uh, for supply chain purposes. And uh, the second application was for a, a law firm actually within the UK, yeah. um, how to take advantage of, you know, uh, I want to say NLP, but it's not really NLP. Man, like, dude, I, you know, like this, this GPT revolution for law firms and anything like that is crazy. Like, because you know before 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 like before we had uh, transformers like mm. like we we couldn't put two coconuts together bro it's pretty hard <laughs> like to make a to make a reasonable yeah. sentence i mean we had like reasonable translation models but like they were nowhere near as good enough good enough to be like yo let's just feed this whole thing our entire case case history and our entire um like all all of our petitions and all of our contracts and like let's just right. this thing everything and now we're at a place where that's actually very feasible. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's amazing how quickly it happened too. That transition, yeah. yeah, relatively considering. Yeah, yeah. So, and as we played around with that, um, and then we realized, you know, we really do need to focus. I think at that point, so when we started talking with you as well, how do we focus more? How do we become really specific into a specific field? Mm -hmm. So that's why we chose healthcare, and we've chosen. Um, to try to go into the US and UK market. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. So that's where yeah. we've been. So like, so I'm, I'm really curious. Cause like, cause like, I, I'm very curious about uh, like, so 
I don't know about you. Like so, I don't know if you know about the tra- the tra- trajectory. Basically, I went from uh, what is data science, like yeah, like three and a half years ago, four years ago, right. like what is like what is this? Because because I had like an engineering background, so I had some engineering yes. knowledge, but I like, didn't have like a heavy statistics, calc- heavy like uh, like uh, just like probability theory. Uh, machine learning ai stuff i had no idea i really had no idea i, I remember i remember like four years or so ago asking one of my friends like he was like he was an engineer and i was like maybe like five years ago uh, and i was like hey man what do you what do you think like like, like this is, this seems like a ridiculous question to ask now but mm. like five six years ago I, I asked him like hey man what do you think of machine learning right mm. and he was like ah it's interesting right <laughs> and i was wow. like i was like okay then, but then, like, I had this feeling, like, oh man, this seems pretty, seems pretty interesting. So I went from there, like, from that level to like, today, um, like, I spent the past four and a half hours trying to build this uh, very simple reinforcement learning agent, right? Just like trying to solve this game with, uh, with purely with learning, with like no real right. like hard code and stuff. But like, mm-hmm. so to, to doing that to like, uh, like my thesis and like all this other stuff. So like, I have this. Um, like I've been like I've been soaking in like marinating, yeah, in in uh, in, in AI machine learning stuff, and and like part of it has really helped to sort of like there's a lot of hype right now, mm. right? There's a lot of hype, and there are a lot of people. What I realized that there are a lot of people who are like basically riding the hype wave and just mm. like telling people they'll do stuff that they that I, I'm like, dude. That's not how. What are you talking about, right? That's that's not gonna work. And then also, I'm I'm like people who are people who are saying, "Yo, let's just yeah." They'll just like sort of use like the, all the all the all the nice words like you know neural networks, like mm. you know like you know backdrop, all these like fancy words, right? We to say yeah, and and then charge these people like you know extra. Ex- What's the word I'm looking for? Exorbitant, exorbitant yeah. uh, like prices and stuff. When you, you could just literally solve this with the, with the with the linear regression, you know, <laughs> like that's technically machine learning. But mm. like, so uh, like, I, like I've come to this point where I, where, where I can sort of like see it, like, oh yeah, that makes sense, or like that doesn't make any sense at all. Right. But like, as far as the cutting edge goes, like, who knows, man? Like, some of the like, smartest people in the world are working on this stuff. So, but still, interesting times. Yeah, um, absolutely. I think it's uh, we don't know yet what will happen. I think that's a very big thing. You don't really know the trajectory of where all this will lead to. Yeah, um, a lot of applications. Yeah, but even within applications, you run into certain things like really operationalizing it. Yeah, and that, you know that's where I'm focusing on at the moment to say how do you really make a prediction yeah. useful enough. Um, to drive a, a business decision or a business outcome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? So, like, I mean, yeah, and it's really. Do you how, how do you find like so when you go when you go speak to like potential businesses and like clients, right? Um, how do you like what's the distribution in in the sense that like the 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 variation in how much statistical and sort of like mathematical knowledge people have? Like, do you have to sort of like walk them into like how like what's your like what's your what's your thinking when you go to like talk to somebody it's like how does this like how do you gauge at what level you should you should be talking to this person at like okay should I 
be talking to him at like you know like probability theory level or like is it just like okay just like hey this is how it's going to work and here's what we need from you and i think it's very basic to be honest um i think a lot of the businesses are not technically competent in terms of the background or like what machine learning really is or what it's made up of they just know that it's it, it could do very certain you know certain applications they've heard of in the past especially with ChatGPT now they've they've heard of that in a big way but they don't know what's behind it <clears throat> so for me when we pitch something it's really about understanding the problem that they're trying to play with or try to solve and see if if you know this could be applied in a way that would be value added mm. and sometimes you find you know what, you really don't need machine learning or particular analytics to solve a problem and um, other times you say, you know what, if it was added, it could add a very big benefit. Right. Um, optimization comes to mind, you know, in a big way. Right. Um, and you're able to give them something that they weren't able to do before. So what do I mean by that? So let's say you're talk- taking a look at an operating theater schedule. And the goal of an operating theater is always to maximize utilization of that space. Right. So every minute of the operating theater is there's a you know cost amount, and the more you utilize it, obviously the more revenue the hospital or the center is going to get. But there's so many different factors at play. You know when you allocate time uh, for the surgeons, how many surgeons want that space, um, that's a particular uh, spot. Right. Uh, will they use all of it? Will they use a part of it? Um, what type of procedure? So there's like. No, so many different factors at play where it's very difficult for a human being to kind of calculate all all those. Yo, so and, just wanted to point something out real quick. So, like, yeah. what's interesting is like, so, many, so four or five years ago, we had this very similar conversation, and you, and you explained to me what what it is that, that mm. you want to do, right? Mm. Difference now is when you're explaining to me, like, in my head, I'm already th- like, like I'm I'm like cycling through different approaches that might work, right? That's so I'm like, great. so I'm like thinking, I'm not, so I'm thinking, okay, well, we could we could do some like linear function approximation, maybe like some, uh, like RNNs, like I don't know, like all, all these like different things, like that's that's cool. This is like a very what nice a, book. What a growth, right? That's amazing. Yeah, yeah for <laughs> real. Yeah, sorry, I started interrupting. I just thought you might be. You know, no, yeah. that's amazing to hear. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I think there's certain applications that are very powerful. Right. And um, where you can extract, you know, 15, 20% improvement over the baseline in terms of uh, performance. And that 15, 20% equates to millions of dollars right, right. For, for an organization. So, um, so when I speak to them, it's more about just solving the problem. What is a problem? And what is the, you know, ideal solution that they want to have in terms of business applications generally are they like generally like are they already aware of the problem or, or like are you go, are you sort of like walking in there saying look here's a problem that you don't even know that you have like, I think the... there's a lot of refining that has to be done yeah. uh it might be very the problem statement might not be formed yet uh, in, a, in a in a specific amount manner and a lot of times also you know i expect them to know the root causes behind it and you find out that you know they have no idea what the root causes are so for us you know we deal mostly with patient flow and capacity mm-hmm. and when you talk about a hospital what causes wait wait time to happen or like backlog to happen you'd expect them to know very well what those root drivers are uh, but these guys don't 
because they haven't tried to solve the whole system level problem of um, eliminating backlog completely. So I find that you do have to educate them a little bit and let them know what other hospitals have done and then specifically visualize and show how predictive analytics can influence that right. um, in a big way. So um, like, uh, like one, so, I mean, you know, obviously process level optimization has, mm. I would say, far preceded any AI based stuff, right? Like, I mean, like, okay, mm. so first, like, it's hard to actually define what the hell people mean when they say AI, but like, let's say, let's say generally speaking, like neural networks and uh, machine learning, okay, let's just say machine learning generally, but you know, we've been doing like mathematical optimization for a long, long time. Like, you know, like figuring out schedules, like the best best route to take for, to send a postman, you know, to, to make, to maximize these things. We've been doing a lot of like, a lot, a lot, a lot of that has been, you know, like handled in optimization, in optimization theory and all this stuff. Right. But the, the, the difference now of what you're trying to do now is we're trying to, say okay look there are all these different methodologies and different ways of optimizing these things yeah what if instead of build so those are like those are like preconceived let's say notions or preconceived pre-built theories that we have developed as human beings right and we bring them to bear yeah. so now the machine learning sort of uh, revolution in the sense that is that okay can we like without bringing any a priori knowledge into the situation, can we just derive a function or some uh -huh. behavior from right. just the data itself? Like without right. actually, without bringing in any, anything else. Like for example, like the best example is for example, like, um, so in, in OpenAI, I don't know how many linguists work at OpenAI. Probably no one, probably no linguists work at OpenAI, hmm. right? Because, that's because we've had linguistic theories of how language gets produced and how humans produce sensible language for hundreds of years. We've all, we had all kinds of theories, right? Right, right, right? But none of them were remotely good enough to produce good, reasonable conversations and sentences to over and over again. Right, right. right? And all of a sudden, this bunch of bunch of uh, lineage nerds. <laughs> showed up and they're like hey let's just multiply a bunch of matrices together with the with, with, i mean i mean i'm, I'm oversimplifying drastically right it's been a very long progression of ai uh, re research and thinking that come here but like essentially you're like okay let's just learn it from the data let's forget what things we know forget what we care about like if you if you look at the architecture of a transformer mm. right there's nothing in there that says uh, like at least nothing in there that we've developed or programmed into it that says here's a verb, here's an adverb, right. here's a, here's a here's a noun. None of that exists in there. Right. I mean, it might it might exist in the terms of in the in the sense that the, of the weights that are learned in the neural network. It might. We have no idea, but we didn't we didn't put anything in there. Explicitly right? tell it. Yeah. Exactly. So, so I feel like this is the same thing that's sort of happening in the space you're working on. Right. It's like okay, let's. That's we've had this. We have we have this entire history of optimization, optimization theory, and mathematics that has been worked really well. Mm. But now let's see if we can make even better predictions with just straight raw taking taking stuff from the data, which is pretty right. interesting, I think. Yeah, and I think certain certain applications it'll do really well, and certain things it it might it might not. But yes, I agree. Yeah. I think that is the world of possibility at the moment, definitely. Yeah, like and, and sorry, the good go healthcare is like. There's just so much data, you know, yeah. 
like so because they by law they have to keep all this data right 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 and there's a you know timestamp on everything like, there's so much raw information available but right. it's waiting to be used and of course there's a lot of you know privacy and issues that you have to kind of work yeah this is a very but, very tricky space to work in like in terms yeah. of like I, like i should like you know if you're just like working from data on the internet like it's actually much, it's probably a little little simpler than what you're working on because like you have to deal with all this privacy and uh, security and stuff yeah getting through you know clearance for some of this stuff is is difficult um so we had to put in place infrastructure uh designs and certifications to to show and to get across that I guess in right. a big way right um so but yeah yeah like uh for, like i know there's a, there's this big so one of the biggest criticisms so okay i don't know if i agree with this criticism but mm. one of the biggest criticisms is of well of of like neural networks and modern ai very very da- very big data heavy ai yeah. things is that we don't really we really have no idea how it's making the decisions right right so when it's coming to make the same i mean the, the example that's used most often which i think is like beaten to death but is the loan prediction thing right uh-huh. okay yes. like okay but no one really does this i don't think anybody really like no bank really like it's anyway but it doesn't matter yeah uh, okay let's just use the example right the prediction is that okay we're going to predict whether this person should get a loan or not based purely on the data or whatever and the and so one of the things is even if you take out let's say demographic data where they live it turns out the 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 algorithms are still able to extract these informations from just other information because they're yes. all correlated there because they're all correlated right for example right. where we into if even if you take out the zip code of where you where you live right right but you take but you have information about where you went to school and if you paid in in state tuition out of state tuition right and like you know um, which school your which school your brother went to like it just eventually you 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 build a deep deep enough model is like ah okay okay enough like <laughs> I, like i got it <laughs> right right so right. i'm curious like uh, it must be pretty tricky similarly in the in the medical domain to get like an, an anonymized ish data which can still be sort of used molded into like not making it anonymous at all yeah i think i see you rubbing, i see you rubbing your head about this problem <laughs> no, no, no. It, it's it's a uh, so if, let's say we're working on a clinical application right so we, we were trying to predict length of stay yeah. for a patient in order to predict length of stay there's so many clinical indicators you have to pull in um for that patient's current stay and previous stays um so things like the most recent blood work absolutely matters right what was right. today versus yesterday versus the day before yesterday right. does that trajectory look like so you do need to get really patient specific but the difference is we don't need any patient identifiable features mm. either so we don't need to know the patient's name or any of that there's a there's a number right which again when it gets sent to us is is generated as an anonymous number so it's not even the real mrn number um and then the other fields are just static fields um right. you know related to their labs their who is your doctor you know things like that right. and um so that that's how we've been kind of able to to move past that a little bit and the other thing is we're not taking any data outside um outside their environment mm-hmm. so we try to stay within uh the hospital's environment so it's not that you know it's going to the cloud or anything right. i think within europe there's a big you know 
push to, to, to not, but at least what, what I found is in the UK is that um, they prefer to be inside the, their own local environment versus things going yeah. to the cloud or things like that. So that's how we've been able to manage little by little uh, across this problem. Yeah, like, um, um, do you, do you find like I'm curious? Like, you know, imagine 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 someone running a hospital, right? Mm. And then you have to solve like problems like this. Like, this is like stuff you're like you were not prepared. Like, I feel like you're not prepared for these kind of problems. Like, okay, like what? You know, right. as I, as a hospital administrator, like, dude, this is not the kind of issues that I thought I was had to deal with. It's not. It's not an enviable position. I feel like. Yeah, I mean, they're. I mean, they're getting roles into it, right? So uh, let's say that our main stakeholder or champion is a chief operating officer, right? Yeah. Most most cases, that's who we're you know working with, and they might have their you know a separate department just for privacy and governance and you know, things like that. Those guys are the ones that are asked us questions, right? Right. So it's a specialty person within a specific domain that's going through. Um, so in that case, I mean, they're more ready to ask the right relevant right. questions more than anything. Dude, I would be so like, man, I would be so annoyed. Like if I, if, like, <laughs> like, 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 if I had to explain this to like, you know, like a random, like a, like a, like a, like, I don't know, like a, uh, cause like, cause you know, imagine you like, if you're, if you're, if you're working as a, like a privacy, whatever person, right? Right. Yeah. Like, you, that's your if that's your number one if that's your lens through looking at this problem right? yes oh right and all, all you're thinking is why do you need this information clearly this doesn't matter I'm like, right you have no idea how this, like how information how important this thing is for, 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 for my model to do what it needs to do yeah and sometimes we hear you know what instead of giving you the patient level data how about we summarize the data okay. and give it to you? <laughs> <laughs> so we have explained to them you know we can't that's not how this works, right? Yeah. Like we we do need the transaction level data. And it's like, like saying that. it's like saying here instead of giving you a uh, hundred million samples, I'll give you one average sample. I'm like yeah. Jesus Christ, yeah. <laughs> that's, that makes no sense. Man. So you do have to. We have gone to these conversations. We have to kind of explain why and how, and you know, yeah, it's part yeah, of the yeah. process. But yeah. I think, yeah. So that part is a struggle. I have to say it, it is something that we we constantly kind of hit. Um, and I think we're going to probably continue to get hit in the next couple of years. Um, I think, I think, I think, I think you're going to be like, I, I, I heard this, uh, I, I can't remember who said this, but like, I think it was, so I've been listening to this, uh, listening to this podcast where it's just like this guy, every episode is, every episode is a biography that he, uh, is, a, is a biography that he read. Yeah. And he just like talks about a biography. Right? I think, so like one, I think it was like James Cameron, who's like, um i like there's like instead of trying to compete with people just like find the hardest thing you can do and just do that because no one is no one else is going to do that right i feel like i feel like that's what you're doing is like for most people like are going to be like like there are like i would feel i feel like there are some like very like low-hanging fruit in terms of the, in terms of this and i admire the fact that you're uh, going after this thing because like it seems like a like not, not only do you have to over, like go through the the technological hurdle, the hurdle of building technology, technology. Yeah. but you also have to get past other other human problems that you have to like deal with. Oh my God, this is, I mean, you hit it right on the spot. I think the biggest issue is operationalizing this stuff, right? right. We, we could build something so driven at the root cause and it's what you need, 
But if that other person doesn't know what to do with it, yeah. or they don't lead the change into the organization to say, hey, I'm your manager and I want you to try to use this tool. I want you to use this tool. I'm going to give you the training to use this tool. If, you, if they don't do that push and constantly do this feedback uh, loop with their employees, it's not going to move. And then at the end of the day, they're going to say, you know what? Eh, it didn't work very well. It's not because the solution didn't work. It's because implementation wasn't good. Right. right, right so right. We, we found that, okay, if any, if we, when we do any type of project, we have to do all the process level um, design with them. We can't right. expect them to do, know how to do it. And that was a big learning, uh, especially us being within like, it's not so much a plug and play, right? It's more of, it's a, you have a service, you have processes, you have people. So you're connecting this, this uh, model or prediction or whatever it is into a real world where they have to, you know, a, a series of steps have to happen. And those steps don't happen in the right way or the right person or whatever, then you're not taking advantage of what's been built to solve the problem. So right. you have to manage that whole stream. It's not just the technical problem. And I think that's also why within our space, there's very, I would say not as many um, people, at least in patient flow and, and things like that, that are, that are using AI to, to, do, to manage the whole flow. There's usually very specific spots within the patient's journey that they're targeting, but not the entire journey. You're trying to, you know, reduce um, wait time or reduce a length of stay and, and things like that because it involves so many different stakeholders and processes across organization. Right, right, right. So if you were to ask me what's been the hard part, I'd say it's really not it's not about the machine learning part at all. <laughs> it's, it's been everything else that, uh, to make use of it. And I think, I don't know if that's specific to our industry or not, but... Um, no, I think in general, like in general, if you, you know, like, uh, I think it's interesting, right? Like, for example, if if you go, if you to ask people, like, okay, if you go back, I think this might have been the same situation with like computers, right? Like, so if you mm -hmm. go back... I don't know, several hundred years or whatever. Uh, my time, my time scale, my time scales are completely off. <laughs> I have no idea. I have no idea when this happened. Okay, but imagine when computers, when, yeah. when like personal computers became a thing. It's not hundred years ago, man. Jesus yeah. Christ. Anyway, but when, when personal computers became a thing, or like for work or whatever, right? I imagine like people had to be sort of like shown the way, like, hey, like. You have to you you can use a computer to do this thing and it yeah. works right and it's really helpful. It makes your yeah. life much easier. Right. And, and now it's like every business, no matter what you're doing, you have a computer. Like yeah. you have a computer in your office. You have a computer with your team. Whatever. Like everyone has a computer. It's not right. even like it's not like you don't have to tell them anything about it. It's like you go to office. You expect go anywhere. Where do you, where, where do you go to work now? And, you right. go, and then unless you're like doing something, I have no idea. Right. You expect to use a computer, right? I feel like eventually it's gonna be like that for tools like for tools like what you're doing in terms of once people get more familiar with what can be done with just raw information, they'll they are more they might be more willing to be like here, you take what we have and turn it into something useful. Yeah, I think I think we're earlier in the journey. Also, I think People are still learning the applications, what it can do. Yeah. So they're not able to imagine when they create plans, even right at the yeah, business yeah. level, they're not able to organically integrate applications of machine learning into their 
three-year plans. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I have a very warped sense of like the 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 level of familiarity with these technologies because I'm interacting with people every day, all day, with who right. are like who know who live, eat, breathe, and sleep this stuff, right? Yeah. Like, but I imagine you are not doing that. <laughs> you are dealing with some like a lot of people who are like still um, coming to terms yeah. with, with this stuff. They're just learning and yeah. they don't know what it can do or cannot do. Yeah. And um, so it's, it, it, I think it's going to require a number of years more, to be honest. Yeah. And it's going to, it requires them to scale up. And I think the businesses that will survive are the ones that not only get the leaders, but the staff level thinking about applications and, and uh, aware of what machine learning can do. Yeah. organically yeah because um, unless the end users and i mean the frontline staff at least thinking a little bit about what can be done or you know what ai is or in some way those ideas won't come to the top because the top yeah. people i mean at the end of the day they don't know what's happening really on the ground ground level yeah and what i realized is it always comes comes down to a process or a step at the ground level that needs yeah. to be done in order to make this whole big thing happen, like a ripple, yeah. ripple effect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, oh. Like, um, uh, like I was thinking, uh, like when when we talk about AI stuff, like for example, you know, like it's such a high level, dude. Like, like mm. I'm like we know we are we sit around thinking about like is just chat GPT have an understanding of what it's doing? Like, you know, like does it does it is it conscious? Like, like that's that's so far yes in the in, above like what 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 a day to day like application of of a tool is that it's like sometimes it's like man you know you you you, 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 you speak to someone like you or like an engineer to be like yo people are still trying to like get this shit to work you know it's like <laughs> it's no one really cares if your program is conscious right um but Man, you know, I wanted to say, like, you are like, you are a straight hustler, dude. Like, what uh, I saw that you were doing like, a fair or like a or like a event in the UK. Like, what what was that about? Yeah, we were at a the head conference in the uh, for the NHS in the UK. It's basically like a digital healthcare um, conference. Okay. One of you know a couple they have in the year. Okay. So, you know, what's interesting is, to be honest, I, I expected a lot more companies focusing on ai yeah and what i found was that there's still not a lot and that caught me by surprise right, right. either that the nhs is somewhere that i don't know i couldn't i couldn't understand i can explain it in a, in a very easy easy way mm. i mean there's components right oh we use AI to do this or that but no. proper companies who have grown up with a product just focused on AI, not there's application of AI into it, whatever. Yeah, yeah. It is very um, small. I mean, we were one of probably like two or three in that in that space, which I was very surprised at. And um, that was the biggest surprise to me. Like, thing is, like, like, like it's really interesting, right? Like, for example, if you took it, if you if you think of like Netflix, mm. right, or like a tech a, a tech company, there's so there are a lot of businesses that are actually tech companies mm. doing other things. Right? Yes. Like Netflix is a tech company that does movies and TV right. shows and Completely stuff. Completely agree with that, yeah. Right? But 
there there doesn't seem to be like a tech company that is also a hospital mm. <laughs> you know it's it's like it's always a hospital trying to add some tech stuff into the into their stack yeah 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 you know like there's no like a hosp- like a train like a like a uh a, a medical system or a hospital that was built first as a tech company like you know with tech te- technology principles with like a very technical person running the thing like cuz it seems difficult to do for a hospital cuz like it's yeah. fundamentally it a human like it's it's such a it's such a, a this always like, I, i get the sense that healthcare somehow gets either it, it is different than mm. other industries or it gets treated as if it's different than other industries i don't understand what the what the what the gap is there i think it is different um in certain ways but there's also it gets treated differently as well yeah people hide behind it as well yeah um that factor where you know we we're treating people versus this i think there's some truth to that definitely absolutely um but i feel like there's if if i were to pick one industry that needs innovation to to jump start it to leapfrog it it would be healthcare yeah it's weird right um, i mean like yeah. I, like I, like I, like I, honestly i don't buy the whole oh yeah we're dealing with human lives here we need to be sure i'm like come on like planes use this like come on. if it's good mm. enough for a plane that, that has hundreds of people inside it's good enough mm. for you jesus mm. <laughs> you know yeah i mean it goes back to the training right of the people there it's yeah. like it's it's slower to move I it's think. weird like there's this expectation that something like in healthcare has to be so like hands on and grimy and like it's <laughs> got to be like you know like nuts and bolts i don't get it i, I mean i mean that is that's the vibe that i get like i don't mm-hmm. know if it does the vibe you get but like um Yes. Matter, bro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not to give you a proper answer. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. But okay, but like what do you so okay, you 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 are uh, you work you are one of the hardest working motherfuckers I've, I've ever um Jesus, I got to stop swearing on this cuz like <laughs> cuz it it just happens and like you know sometimes people people want to share like the what they like this you want yeah. maybe want to share it like on your thing, right? Yeah. And like then there's me just like oh, I'm so sorry. But uh, I'll have to cuz like this is like my this is like or something I enjoy doing so I get, I get carried away. Anyway, you are one of the hardest working people I've ever met in my life. Thank you. How, like how are you doing generally like as a human being? Like how's 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 everything going? I think it's honestly it's something that I struggle with in terms of the balance. Um I think what um helps me a lot is my wife. She's probably the if I were to say she's like life versus properly enjoying life. Yeah. So I think most recently I've been trying to, to kind of take it moment and create separations because once that one ends up happening is you start thinking about one problem and it lasts multiple days hmm. and then you're not really in the moment anywhere in between. Oh, I feel you trust me. <laughs> I know exactly how you I know exactly how you feel, man. It's terrible because it's you know rough. it's because you lose the I don't say reality but you you lose that sense of life in every second. and um then you don't realize it but you actually start to become burnt out yeah yeah like yeah, very yeah. quickly yes absolutely and you don't want to your yeah, mind something is like, something yeah. that's uh, like i'm not sure how you manage it but like how like something that's really helped me so for example like right now mm. i have this i have this timer running right on my on my mm. on my phone and and each and every time i set one of these like it's set to a category of thing what i'm of something that i'm doing Oh. and i'm only allowed to 
run one climb at like the app only lets me run one category of a time at at a time right so i can't run like three different timers at the same time right right, right so right. it forces me to do one thing at a time and yeah. then when it's when i'm not doing and when it's not running i'm just like okay not i'm not thinking about this problem that's right otherwise Yeah. Otherwise, when I'm like, when I'm, I spent like I don't know all day working on this problem, then I go to the gym and I'm still thinking about this problem, right? right. I'm having dinner and I'm still thinking about this problem. I'm right. gonna, I'm, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to go to sleep. It's, it's this is all I'm thinking about. So now it's like, no, I gotta, no, that's it. I'm not done. So like, when I when I come home and I turn off my all my communication and like my thing, right. I'm not allowed to deal with this anymore. I I have to think about something else, and it actually helps. because it forces you to, it forces you to be more productive it forces you to like prioritize better because mm. you know you can't be sticking about this later right and also like it a lot of the processing in your brain happens in the background mm. so like some sometimes I'll I'll bang my head against a problem all day then I'll like go to the gym and I'll forget about it for like 2 hours right and then like I I come back to it like completely fresh I'm like oh wait no this is completely obvious like what it seems obvious in the moment but what's actually happening is I'm not thinking about it but subconsciously I'm working on it's it working. yeah and and and, and, it, and it helps me figure things out especially after a good night's sleep like it's it's uh, unbelievably helpful no that's a great that's a great uh, approach this I'm I I know you're very good at finding those approaches I, I remember Dude, you know just try to extract maximum <laughs> productivity and so forth just trying to like i don't know it's you know like recently you know, like i'm like i'm in a place now where like everything i want to do is interesting so mm-hmm. like okay now it's like okay i got to really 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 uh, you know compartmentalize things and right. like, you know make sure i like work on one thing at a time but uh, especially not not like jumping or like cuz i have so many things going on and everything i do sort of needs like a good 6 hours of uninterrupted like thinking this, thinking right yeah. this is what i'm working on now right? right so i can't just like be 20 minutes here 20 minutes here that shit does not work cuz like it yeah. takes like an hour to just to warm up warm up to like the actual problem like okay yeah. then like another hour and hour to understand what what, what the methodologies and stuff is and mm. then try to work on it iterate build iterate build and then then and then you're like okay i'm done for this day and then like like it's uh, it's no. awesome well, it's awesome but like it leaves a little little like how like what do you do other than, like do you like do you like like do you go, do you exercise do you run like what do you do do you have anything that keeps you like sort of yeah running has has helped a lot it's keep me sane i think it for me my wife said this as well, as well um my body probably uh gets more of the good chemicals coming out during yeah, the yeah, yeah, exercise yeah. Yeah. probably more than others so i really do need to feel it uh, in order oh, for me to feel stable i understand for sure like mm. when i go when i'm in the gym with my headphones on like dude just 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 bust it out and yeah. then like i'm just so much happier like like okay okay it's all good like you know <laughs> like uh you feel otherwise... a difference in a huge way really yeah, sure. yeah. I mean, we know like you know chemically like there's a lot there's a lot going on there Yeah. And it's like also nice to be around like other people, you know, like oh yeah, yeah, you know, like so. in the sense that like I'm 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 always just shocked, like you know, because you get trapped in this bubble, right? Even if you're working, like let's say with work you're doing, hmm. bubble of people around you who are working on this problem with, and then you like you're completely like disconnected from from the actual things that people think about generally. So when I one of my friends has this concept of a concept of a reference friend. Hmm. A reference friend is someone he they, like his his definition of a reference friend is someone who's just like a, just like an average person yeah. who 
who just like who just like a just a normal job, just, yeah. just like you know, just like as a nine to five, like has is happy, has a family, right. like a reference friend for the reference for the as a to keep you like sort of like grounded, grounded, right? Things that happen in the world. I haven't thought of, I haven't found that balance yet, but uh, hopefully, eventually. Anyway, what are you excited about, like in the future? Like, like I know you're working on working on you've been working on the consultancy. Like, what's what, what's what's the, what's the roadmap looking like? I think um, for me, you know, we found a couple of applications where not a lot of people are in at the moment, yeah. and uh, it still hasn't been solved fully um, because it it's both the you know data science problem plus an operational yeah. process level problem, yeah. and I feel excited because. You know, my background is in process improvement and, you know, Lean and Six Sigma, and I'm working with a great technical team on the machine learning front. And I feel like we're in the best position to take advantage of those types of problems. And uh, especially within our space, like, you know, hospitals. Yeah, I think definitely. I think I think you have, you have a better shot than anybody. Else. Because, you know, because like, because people, mm-hmm. you can talk to, go talk to hospital administrators and like uh, people and they take you seriously because they know you know what you're talking, they know you've been there, you've right. done the grant the, the, the grant work, like you've done the, you have you know how a hospital works. Right, more it's still right? language, you know. Exactly. And, you know. If I showed up <laughs> <laughs> with, a, with a fancy new uh, new model to predict your like, thing, they'd be like, no, nah, get out of here, man. You have no idea, like, you don't know anything about this or how it works or like what happens on the ground. But I think you're in a good position to do this. It, it's exciting. I think, you know, just, you know, when you're running running a company and I have, you know, amazing partners that I'm working with, but it's how do you manage all the different aspects of it? You know, how do you keep that passion alive for the problem that you're trying to solve while still having enough cash flow, while having, you know, marketing? How is marketing going in order to give you enough leads to be able to try some of this stuff out? So, it's all these different aspects that you have to balance at the same time in parallel. Yeah, and I think. Um, how do you like what do you have like talking about it? Like how do you like how, how do you balance? How do you manage all the different little? I've aspects? I've learned, and I think this goes back to some of the rules. Is like, I a mistake that I've done is not hire the highest caliber people mm. in each role way in the beginning. Right. I think if I did that, we'd be a lot further ahead. And you know, within the past two years or so we've done that you know for marketing we have an amazing person and you know her background is in you know marketing and brand management and all like she's done amazing work and on the technical front you know building a technical team that's um not just capable but reliable and they understand the vision that you're trying to create you know, I think we have that now and they, they're trying their best and they're working through, you know, because I can't, I can't always ask the right questions from them, right? Because I'm, I'm not coming from that background. Right, right, right. But if I give them the vision that we're trying to create or the specific application or the potential, they're thinking on their own mm-hmm. what we could do to, you know. So I think having the right caliber people really helps in a big way. And also my partners are have extensive experience in running other businesses and so forth. So it's helped tremendously to, to, to balance out my deficiencies. Right. Um, but I'll tell you something I did learn though. Some things, man, you just got to start from the beginning yeah. and, and just go, even if you bring on the right person, there's a lot of learnings and you have to devote a lot of time. Marketing is something that, you know, brand new. Yeah. And we have to build up from scratch. Um, 
to generate the number of leads and you know branding in the right channels and what are we targeting like pricing like all this stuff such a such a big thing um it's been a learning at every single step of the way and i think we've made probably every mistake to date um to be able to even just to get here so i mean yeah dude, you know i'm i'm, I'm co- like i'm constantly like impressed at the fact that like like the the level of like like the the level of dedication you've put into this it's like it's like you've tried different countries like different approaches like but you have this idea of of what you want to work on and something that something that keeps you moving forward and uh, that's 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 really inspiring like it's uh, so like it's it's it's, it's real nice cuz like i don't know people people you're you're the opposite of a person who just like oh, I pick something up for two minutes like ah nah <laughs> I'm good and just like move on. I feel like ninety percent of people would be like man man to hell with this healthcare nonsense. I'm done. <laughs> but like I really it's like whenever I see like the the sack stuff on uh, on uh, LinkedIn I'm like oh hell yeah dude. Like, <laughs> Thank get you. Out, get I appreciate after that it. support. I really get do. Out, get after it. Yeah, it's it, it, it's amazing. Anyway, like um. Dude, I'm not gonna take up any more, much more of your time. It's been almost an hour. Oh, um, thank you, Dish. Like, like I dude, said, man, I'm so happy to have met you, and I'm amazing. so happy you come on this journey, man. I mean, you're going to do some amazing things. I always knew that, but now <laughs> you have, now you have the technical capability to, to, to actually put those things into you know, for you know, form it to make it happen. So I, mean, I think you're in the best place. Thanks, Can't wait man. to see what you come up with. Thanks. Really cool. uh, I will tell. Well, like I'm right now, I'm just like I'm really just. Just like you said, you know, I think like when you say like part of the reason that you are motivated and keep doing this is like you you do learn you are constantly learning something new, mm. constantly learning something about the world that you didn't know before. Like oh, people work this way. Like is this something that like at least for me it's something that keeps me motivated because like mm. spend all day thinking about something and then I'm like oh wait and it gives me like a different way of looking at the world and how 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 the world is built. Right. Right. How to structure my life, and it's kind of interesting. Like, I'll give you a simple example, okay? Uh, like, like so, like I, I, I like like the concept of a neural network is very simple. It's mm. very simple. Like, it's just like a, it's just like a, you, it's a weighted sum. You like you 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 take two, you take a bunch of numbers together, multiply them, add them together, and then and then do some stuff. Okay, it's very simple. Mm. But the idea, but the the network. So, like, idea behind it, like. For example, I think of this is how I think of my relationships. Okay, like my friends, I think of them in this way. Okay, so if I have a bunch of connections coming into me, right? Mm-hmm. Connections coming to me, I have to decide how much weight I give to the information that's coming to me from each of those nodes. Mm. Okay, and if it's if a node's link drops below a certain threshold, I just I cut that off. I mean, like I'm done, right? But sometimes some some people are like way too excitable they get way too worked up or like they get but mm. like good it's still good source of information they're still valuable to me i just have to raise the bar on how much on how often i get activated by their inputs mm. so right. like very interesting so this is like a this is like the kind of shit that i kind of, kind of thing i apply I, I think about so at when i'm studying this stuff and i'm like mm. you know because part of the part of what you study when you're doing ai is like how is why underneath the question of when you study AI is like why are we here? Like why? What makes human beings the way they are? Mm. And that's a lot about 
how our brain is structured, how we interact with the people around us, how our social networks work. And it makes sense to think of all these AI tools and AI algorithms and structures that we built and think yeah. how does it apply to like the most intelligent thing that we know, which is a human being and how does that, how does it work? So for example, I'm taking a course on AI just for games right now. AI is used in video games yeah. and, and you go, and it's, and it's basically just like a crash course on the best decision-making theories that we have. Mm. Right? Like these are the best ways we know to make good decisions. Right. And then, okay. Well, this is nothing to do with this, nothing to do with video games or AI. It's like, okay, how can I apply these things to my life? Like, it's like it's amazing, super interesting, right? And I have to thank you for this too, putting me on this uh, strange, uh, small bit of any influence I have. I, I, I honor the opportunity. Thank no, you. It's been great. All right, bro. I'm going to let you go. It's been it's been a pleasure. We have to do this soon, but like I know it's it's hard to get over you, but we will catch up again soon for sure. That'd be great, man. Right. Sounds great. Thank you, bitch. Gotcha. Talk to you later. This has been a One Deeper Podcast. Thanks for joining, and I hope you learned something. Catch you again next time.